Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the, the Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown, Bengals! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Mike White hit as he throws, and it's intercepted by Cam Bynum. That is your ball game. The Rich Eisen Show. we got to find ways to score touchdowns. Today's guests, two-time Super Bowl champion and host of the Greenlight Podcast, Chris Long, 49ers linebacker Fred Warner. Fox Sports College Football Analyst, Bruce Feldman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, 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 yes. Can confirm, there I am. And I'm wearing, hey, look, I'm wearing I'm wearing a great, awesome, festive, purple mauve sweater today that you need to see on Roku. As a matter of fact, it, I think it works with the Roku color schemes. Yeah, it's uh, That I would start the show weird. this way with the college football playoff set and a great week 13 in the NFL to talk about and so much happening in the sports world. That's how you know we don't have a teleprompter. I'm here. You're <laughs> there. I'm here. You're there. And we're thrilled to have you here on the Roku channel today. Great oh. three-hour show in store. Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champ, talk about what happened in the NFL yesterday. Also on this program, we've got Fred Warner of the San Francisco 49ers who took care of business against the Miami Dolphins yesterday despite Jimmy Garoppolo going down for what appears to be the rest of the season. Holy crap. Perfectly timed guest right in the middle of our program. Also included in our number two, the very popular segment we do every single Monday, Overreaction Monday on this program. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and the Athletic. I said, hey, Bruce, lots to talk about in college football. The college football Playoff quartet is set. The Indianapolis Colts are suddenly trolling around my coach. That's happening. Deion Sanders is now the coach in Colorado. The yes. transfer portal is opening up, and it feels like it's free agency. The hell going on month of NFL in March. Rocky Mountain High. Yo, for real. So there's lots to talk about on this program. Bruce Feldman stopping in studio, hour number three, to answer all of our questions. Oh, baby, we got ourselves a great day. And uh, Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo, hey. in your spots. Good hey. to see you guys. What's up? TJ Jefferson is, uh, it, uh, I, I don't even need to look over there, and I just know he is full. He is sated because he had 50 burgers last night on Sunday Night Football. How about them Cowboys, huh? How about them Cowboys? Damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn. It, it, we did what we were supposed to Damn. do, and it's on to the next one. Well, How about do, them Cowboys? It, 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 was, it was tight going into the fourth quarter, and then not so much. And the Dallas Cowboys now are... Uh, nine and three. They're sitting there, just two games behind the Philadelphia Eagles, hoping that they will trip up. One thing that they didn't do yesterday was trip up. No. They basically tripped over the uh, Tennessee Titans on the way to curb stomping them yesterday. Oh, 
It's like Seth Rollins. I'm out telling there. you, man, the Philadelphia Eagles, certainly with the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, are entering week 14. Such a shame. At the top of the NFC, if not maybe the top of all of football, it, it's a wide open year. I know we're going to do our power rankings on Wednesday. It is a wide open year. That's the beautiful thing about it. That is the message. The Tennessee Titans yesterday did nothing in Philadelphia except watch the A.J. Brown revenge game that we all saw coming unfold in front of their faces. And Jalen Hurts is a dynamite professional football player who gets better every week. And he is now, based on the number of wins that they have, 11 of them, based on the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs lost yesterday in Cincinnati, which, as you know, as I've said on this program, is nothing, nothing at all to feel ashamed about. But when you're talking about who is the MVP of this league, you have to take a look at a team that has 11 wins entering week 14. And you have to take a look at a team that is doing absolutely everything and a team that had the Tennessee Titans, which is the team that you know is going to bring their hard hat and their suitcase filled with heart and soul. Take your heart pills and buckle up head coach who's going to have to you're going to have to bring it and they just they just smoked him they smoked him they they made derrick henry disappear and they killed him jalen hurts is your mvp of this league right now and it constantly changes it constantly changes last week i said it was mahomes now you gotta you gotta look at jalen hurts and give it up to this team but it is a wide open league can the chiefs can the bills can the Bengals beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Can the San Francisco 49ers beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Can the Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Can the Minnesota Vikings beat the Philadelphia Eagles? I need to see that again. I would take the Eagles in that one, but everything else that I just said, including the Dolphins, if they show up with their high-flying act, anybody could win this, this Super Bowl this year. It's wide open. It is totally wide open. Can the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. I don't know. Can the Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles win the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. Can the Chiefs, can the Bills win the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. Can the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl this year? I'll say it. Absolutely they can. Absolutely they can. In the AFC, if you want to win the AFC in 2020, in 2021, in 2022, if you want to win the AFC in any of the years following this year, you've got to build a team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, period, end of story. Because of that guy who plays quarterback. Who may wind up being the MVP of this this year anyway. I told you going out the door on Friday's show, I was taking the Bengals on game day morning. I did it, even with Joe Mixon not there. Because I believe in one Joseph Burrow. And I believe what this team is building. And I believe how this, the momentum is building on this team. And I said it on game day morning. I said, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game, even though the Chiefs may be the best team in the AFC. I don't think they're winning out. I think they lose today. They did. And I think they might win out from here. Because who the hell knows? Not many times you're going to see the ball ripped out of Travis Kelsey's hand, certainly in his home state. That's got to leave a mark. Mahomes is just one of the most competitive 
SOBs on the field, yes, and you don't you, you don't refer to him usually as an SOB, but that guy, when it comes to trying to rip your heart out, he comes at you as an assassin who smiles. <laughs> That's why it is right there. And Joe Burrow is dynamite. He's like Josh Allen, too, where he'll come for your soul. Can Josh Allen beat the Bengals? I think so. They play each other coming up in a few out. weeks. I don't know. We're going to find out. You know Joey but the, B can. But the part about the Bengals that I just love is Joe Burrow. And you know what Joe Burrow is doing right now? Joe Burrow is taking the podium as if he has won the Super Bowl 15 times already and has been in this league for 20 years. Year one, we all know, got cut short with any injury. Year two, we all know, almost won the Super Bowl last year. And each time it was kind of like I got a feel from him where he's got the swag, he's feeling it. But the Joe Burrow that was the de facto Joe Burrow wasn't the ring finger pointing guy, really. He was kind of like the kid who's learning his way, looking for the light switch, finding it, flicking it on, and taking the beating and keeps on ticking and almost beats you. But he didn't have the armor and the suit of being a crusty veteran of this game. Because he really isn't when you look how young he is and you'll see how many years he's been in the league. But he's sounding like it now and he's putting pelts on the wall to back it up. Just listen to him after the game yesterday. This is one Joe Burrow, people. Our team knows what it takes to win those kind of games. It's, it's December now. This is when we start to turn it up. We just find ways to win these games. Uh, you know, that's, that's all there is to say about it. You know, we're going to get back to practice, keep getting better, correct the mistakes that we made, and move on. Now, I know you take a look at him, and it, it sounds like Colin McCulkin giving a, a press conference after, you know, Kevin after getting press conference after, you know. The wet bandits came? After taking care of the bandits for a third straight Christmas that he's been left home alone, you know, like. He still has that like fresh face, you know. I, I, you know, I know what it's like to be sitting at home when your parents leave you at home, and people are trying to rob you, and you gotta, you know, you gotta set up the uh, VCR to make sure that they think that you know they're filthy animals that are gonna get shot, you know. Like, and I, I know, I know, I know how it's gonna come, and I know there are people gonna be coming more for my house during the next few Christmases, but we'll 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 be ready. That's what it seems like. That's what it looks like. But this guy's. Almost won a Super Bowl, and he hasn't lost to Mahomes and the Chiefs yet, and that's what you have to do if you're in the AFC to get back. And they have a tie break now. If you put up the AFC standings right now, you'd they, they have a tie break on the Chiefs. They play the Ravens at the end of the year, so they could just win the division, take care of that. They have a tiebreak on the Titans. They had a tiebreak on the Dolphins. They have a tiebreak on the Jets. Pretty much anyone else who's seeking for a playoff spot in the AFC will look at Cincinnati and Joe Burrow saying, your pelt's on my wall. They are set up, man. And nobody's paying attention to them for a good reason. They're still the quote-unquote Bengals. And they're a game behind both the Chiefs and the Bills, who we all believe will play for the AFC Championship game when it's all said and done. But what if it's all set up where Burrow's sitting as the one seed by the end of the day? And laugh all you want. They do have a very difficult schedule, though. A very tough schedule the rest of the way. Awfully tough. When you take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals' schedule after this game against Kansas City, there's a revenge game. 
Deshaun Watson and the Browns, and he looked very rusty yesterday. They're coming in to visit, and the last time they lost was that Halloween night where they got beat down. It's their only loss since week five, their two-point loss at Baltimore. It's their only loss that they've had all year that wasn't by three points or less. Then they visit Tampa, where he could basically take the torch from Brady and say, that's mine now, thank you, and then go to Brady's old spot in New England on Christmas Eve and basically say, thanks, Bill Belichick, we'll take you. And then there's the Monday night game against Buffalo before the finish against Baltimore that may very well be the final, final, final game of the regular season because of how much will be on the line for that. The Bengals can do it. I'm all in on them. I love it. I still think the Chiefs, when it's all said and done, will stare somebody down. But I'd be very nervous if I was them because Burrow... You texted me this during the game yesterday, Chris. They've got the Chiefs number, don't they? Sure seems like it. And the Bills don't when it comes to facing them in the playoffs. Regular season, they've, they've gotten them. But when it comes down to the winning in the playoffs, different story. So, yes, it's a wide-open season. It is wide open, and it's very excited how wide open it is. And the division may be wide open now that we'll find out how long Lamar Jackson is out. Got to keep that in mind. But man, oh man, oh man. That's the AFC picture right there. In the NFC, Philadelphia looks terrific. The Cowboys just absolutely turned Jeff Saturday into, what would you say, Jeff yesterday? I mean, and... Jeff Wednesday. And trouble seems so far away. And, you know, (laughs) the rest of the conference, the Vikings... Needed to pull one out at the very last second. A couple of goal line stands against Mike White and the Jets. But they're 10-2. and two. They are what they are. The Lions did not roll over. They haven't rolled over. So the division is still up in the air. And they face each other next week. This is going to be a playoff home game for the Vikings for sure. Who knows what's coming out of the South. The Giants, the Seahawks, the Commanders, can they make a run and maybe win a playoff game? I think so. You never know what can be done. But it really is a more top-heavy conference than the AFC. And there's the 49ers sitting there at 8-4. and four, Beating the Miami Dolphins yesterday, even though on two snaps of the football, they gave up two touchdowns. The first one of the game where Sherfield took it 75 yards, and then in the second half, the first points, the 49ers' defense have given up in the second half in over a month when Tyreek Hill scored. And that was about it. The Niners' defense did its job the rest of the day, and for the second time this year, they watched their quarterback get carted off with an ankle injury or a foot injury. And yesterday, it was Jimmy Garoppolo going down with a broken foot out for the season. And in comes the most relevant, Mr. Irrelevant, in the history of final draft choices of an NFL draft, period. Move over, Ryan. Suck up. You're no longer the most well-known Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy. When we're sitting there in Las Vegas, Nevada, take throwing it to the podium for the last pick in the draft, who the hell knew that the name Brock Purdy 
would come out of the mouth of whoever was making that announcement at the podium and then made the San Francisco 49ers. And then the guy who they just, as much as they liked him in training camp, the guy who they saw and said, we can't go into the season with him if we can go into the season with Jimmy Garoppolo and struck that deal that we've been talking about for months because Trey Lance goes down in week number two and Jimmy Garoppolo makes it feel like it's a Super Bowl season all over again for the 49ers because the defense is doing what it's doing and they add Christian McCaffrey to an offense that is so diversified and Garoppolo is running so well and efficiently. That deal now has to go by the wayside, and it is Brock Purdy, who yesterday went 25 of 37 for 210 yards and two touchdowns and one interception against the Miami Dolphins, and he looked terrific. He made some tough throws, and he didn't turtle up. In a huge game, the whole country's watching on Fox. It was their America's Game of the Week. I don't know what it was, but it was a huge audience and a huge game. A huge game. Certainly when we were all assuming, even though it was a much tougher contest that required a last-second touchdown by DK Metcalf for the Seahawks to get past the Rams, we were all assuming the the Seahawks were going to get past the Rams, and they did. This is now a Super Bowl-ready team. We were talking about New York City with the Jets. They're a wild card ready team, if not maybe a division ready team before the team anybody thought could arrive as such. So they got to switch quarterbacks and they did it of their own volition. Once again, second time this year, their starting quarterback goes down and it's Brock Purdy. And just when you thought the Niners might not have any other options and they're talking him up and I don't blame them for talking him up, but you know, (laughs) carriages turn into pumpkins real quick in the NFL and glass slippers break real fast. And so even if Purdy goes down, which could happen, because it looks like they've got a, a, a spinal tap drummer situation going on at San Francisco's quarterback spot. Look it up, kids. <laughs> the drummer blows up all the time. Great movie, too. <laughs> but go to so they got to have like who they, they signed Josh Johnson, who started, I think, for 90 NFL teams in his career. Gonna play longer than Brady. They signed him off. I think was it the Saints practice squad where he was sitting? Somebody's practice squad doesn't matter. But they sign up. So just when you thought they have no other options, the Panthers go ahead and cut Baker Mayfield today because they told him he was going to be the third quarterback behind Darnold and Walker. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I want out of here. And they're like, There's the door. (laughs) The day after Brock Purdy goes down. Now he's in. He, you can't just run and sign him. He goes on waivers. <laughs> I didn't know that till just now. <laughs> he goes on waivers. Yeah. And so the Niners are deep down the waiver wire list, as you might imagine an 8-4 and four team would be. Yeah. And if you are, say, the Seahawks. Do you grab them just to. If you're the Rams even, who lost out on Christian McCaffrey and I would imagine your your quarterback who just goes down with a spinal cord contusion, as was announced yesterday that Matthew Stafford has. He's I wouldn't play him again this year, but I'd welcome Baker. Hey Baker, you want to come to Los Angeles? Run our offense? And just Les Sneed just sits back and says, Okay, so we lost out on McCaffrey to you. I mean, there could be some serious intrigue going on right now. Did I see Wolford was limping yesterday during that Rams game I'm just saying this would be 
a fascinating waiver wire. I will be <laughs> having my popcorn. I don't usually don't have my popcorn ready looking for transactions. I'm going to fire up the Orville Redenbach. I'm going to come across the, the email inbox, but this is huge. And, and, and again, the Niners will start Brock Purdy. It'll be his role. It'll be his gig. But if he goes down, wouldn't you rather have Baker Mayfield standing there? Don't you think you can coach him up pretty fast? So, Rich, are you saying that someone's going to do a spite signing on Baker just to keep him? Yes. A spite yes. signing, a spite waiver pickup. Yes. A spite waiver pickup. Correct. It'll be, it would be like, because, you know, the Niners currently have the beans <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you might want to just say, you know, we've got the beans. Mm-hmm. We've got the, 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 the mugs that warm themselves. That's right. And the restroom's taken care of. We'll open up the Spite store right next to you. I can't wait for this. Oh, my gosh. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Call us. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We've got Chris Long. After that, we'll hit the college football playoff committee, what they came up with for, for their final four. My two cents on that. And the rest of the NFL, Fred Warner, overreaction Monday and more. 844-204-RICH, the number to dial right here on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio, Affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jacob DeGrom out from the Mets to the Texas Rangers because I guess he wants to finish his career like the Cliff Lee of his generation. That hurt, that, that, that hurt uh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but the Mets then go ahead and get Justin Verlander, huh? How about that? Wow. How about that? I mean, how old is Verlander? 30, 40? Two years, 86 million. We'll give him 40 million, but DeGrom can go leave. Yeah. Because it's just two years. John Heyman uh, reporting that right now. I love love DeGrom. I hate to see him go, but you can't begrudge somebody. You know, you cannot. You know, you cannot. He wanted the extra years. I just can't wait to uh, be judged somebody. That's what I want. Back in pinstripes. Thank you. That's called a turn of a phrase. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show here in his usual Monday spot uh, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is our friend Chris Long. How you doing, Chris? Rich, what's the word, man? Well, uh, I don't know where to start with you. Let's just start with how significant you think the Jimmy Garoppolo injury is despite Brock Purdy's first uh, out-of-the-gate performance um, against the Dolphins in a win for the 49ers. Your thoughts? Well... First, I think, you know, Purdy did a really nice job. I, you know, he managed the game for sure, but he made some throws that were like, you know, game-winning type throws where, you know, you fit in the ball in tight windows and spots you had to have it. 
to play keep away because that Dolphins offense is scary even when they're playing terrible. But, uh, you know, um, I think it is a big injury because you looked at San Francisco as I felt like before the season, looking at their roster, they're a Super Bowl contending team. Now they started kind of slow, you know, the Trey Lance thing, complicated things. And if you look back at this Niners team, I think you're going to say, man, what might have been? There was a month stretch where we had Christian McCaffrey, we had Trent, we had Debo, we had Jimmy, we had Kittle back healthy, he had a groin. You know, uh, you're getting your defensive pieces back. It felt like this was the team that everybody's waking up to, the fact that they could make a real run in the NFC and, and possibly be in the Super Bowl. It doesn't feel that way anymore. Now, I know Baker's – I can't believe we're talking about that. I know that. And I, know. I, would love, I would love to see it happen. You know, just be, just see how, how great Kyle Shanahan can be. Um, and you'll, you'll find out with Kyle, with uh, Brock Purdy as well. But I, I think they, they're capable of beating any team in the league once. Right, but to do it over a span of a few weeks in January and into February, that's going to be tough. You know, with with a young quarterback like this, uh, you don't want to count them out any given Sunday. But to to string together a playoff run where they end up in Phoenix, I don't know, man. If you're San Francisco, you put in a claim for for Mayfield, right? You do that, correct? I guess. I mean, like, I guess there's a lot of people that are that are saying, "Hey, we know, we know what the the Niners." And I just did it. We know what the Niners' uh, kind of destination is now, based upon who's taking snaps under center. Like, they know a lot more about Brock Purdy than we do. And to be honest, he played fine yesterday. And it's not the best defense in the world. The Dolphins have been a little bit def- uh, disappointing defensively, but you have to ask yourself, like, you know, maybe you bring him in and see what you got, but. Does he give you that much more of a ceiling than Brock Purdy? I don't know. Well, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not this. sitting here and saying it, Chris, that 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 you you bring him in and then supplant a guy that's been in your system who you like a lot and that the the locker room likes. Sure, I'm just saying that it's it's now happened play. twice. It's now happened twice that you watch your starting quarterback get carted off. Uh, I mean, you yeah. need you need to have a backstop here just in case this happens in say January. I'd rather have. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield in the role of Jeff Hostetler than jo- you know than than anybody else, Josh Johnson or anybody else, wouldn't you? You know, well, I'd like to have Andrew Luck come out of retirement, <laughs> and since he's a you know nice. uh, a Cali guy and the whole thing, that would be fun. But like, yeah, no, I just think I, I think you make the claim. I don't know that that you know face value gives you any better chance to win than the guy who's been in the system all year, right? But yeah, to your point, you, you are you were thin before Jimmy broke his foot, and now you're even thinner. And um, yeah, it's just it's tough. They're gonna listen. They got to be really good on first and second down. They their their whole thing is gonna be whether it's Brock Purdy or Baker Mayfield or somebody else's. Like we can still beat teams, but we're gonna dink and dunk a little more, which is kind of what they do with with you know with with an, with the chance to to hit an explosive any play because of the ball carries they have. But like. If they can stay in third and manageable and possess the football like they did for the meat of that game yesterday, they're still scary. They're still dangerous. But um, and another thing is when you have a backup, the whole team plays better. We see we saw that with Dallas, um, and I think we'll probably see it with San Francisco. So they're not out of it, um, and you have to keep an eye on the teams that are that are that can make waivers claims ahead of San Francisco. Like I think it's Houston, New Orleans, um, maybe somebody else, but nobody really. Indy, I don't think anybody really wants 
to add Baker Mayfield right now out of that group of teams. What if you're the Rams and you want to prevent him from going to San Francisco just because you're spiteful? What about that? So that so that was my thing. Is like there's got to be maybe one team that just hates Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the Rams, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be the Rams? It is the Rams. I don't know. That'd be pretty. That'd be all time petty, right there. Yeah, we have a we have a petty scale on the Rich Eisen show, right? Yeah. Richard is the is the most. The top, Richard's, yeah. number Richard's number one, and Bryce is like sort of you know the the the, the, the last Fcon. I don't know where that, that would be. Richard, that's type, Tom Petty. Probably. Tom Petty, just a little bit below Kyle, <laughs> a little bit below that's Richard. Really good. Yeah, we have that's a petty good. scale. We got a yeah. petty. I don't know which end of the scale it would be on, but it would be in the corner for sure. Okay, very good. It Chris, would be the pettiest of the petty. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen show. What message did you take out of the Bengals win over the Chiefs, if any? I'm just amazed at how far this group's come. Like, you know, I, I think now, okay, last year they were a team that got better as the year went on, right? And they didn't have a reputation to fall back on. So they kind of snuck up on people. Well, this year, you know, uh, defending AFC champs, the whole thing, people are writing it off to a Super Bowl hangover. Maybe people are writing it off to a, you know, a flash in the pan type thing. But when you do this year after year and you improve through the year, like you're you're building something. That means you've got – like a decent program in place. That means you've got, um, you know, kind of a team chemistry, a leadership about you. Like, obviously, you have a great quarterback. The Patriots always pride themselves in getting better as the year progresses and, like, being able to morph and, and, and beat teams in different ways. And I, I feel I feel like the, the Bengals um, are, 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 are really impressive. You know, like, not only what they did last week, which surprised some people, the physicality with which that offensive line played, because that was the unit that we were like, oh, the whole year hinges on these guys playing well. The whole point is to try to stop getting Joe Burrow killed. And, and it was like they whiffed early in the season. You were like, damn, this, they just whiffed. But if you look at them the last two, two weeks, they've been dominant. I mean, Piran had 40 yards in the first quarter. It wasn't like... You know, he had a 30-yard run or something, and then a bunch of two, three-yard runs. They were chunks. They were like five, seven, 11 yards. Um, and they don't even have Joe Mixon right now. And they were moving the ball behind the left side of that line. And when you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who's just like it's a total Grim Reaper moment for him, third and 11 late in that ball game. I mean, not to mention getting to third and 11, like the pocket mobility with which he plays right now. He reminds me of Brady, the way he moves around in the pocket. Yeah, He always has, but he's actually more athletic. You know, Snead had him dead dead to rights on, like, um, second and seven or something. He should be sacked for a seven-yard loss that last drive where they're trying to put them away. Um, instead, he's able to find time and, and, and make it third and manageable. And there's so many plays in that game that Joe, just a little subtle movement in that pocket before he delivers a strike is the difference. So when you got the run game going, you have physical offensive line, you know, Higgins has stepped up like a number one. Chase is back. You're going to give Joe Mixon back. And I haven't even mentioned the defense. Like, there were two spots in that game, not just to mention DJ Reader and Hill stepping up early. But, you know, there was a, a chance late for the, the, the Chiefs to go get six, and it was third down, low red. And Trey Hendrickson just blows by, and he's got a pressure. He's free run at, at Mahomes, who just burns it out of the back of the end zone. Okay, that's a four-point play. You know, and then late, not only does Henderson pressure him on first and 10 late in that ball game, I think it's 27-24, and Chiefs are trying to tie it in the drive, and they're in Bengals territory. But third down, they rush three, which frustrates uh, Patrick Mahomes, right? They actually sack him. Um, I think Osai 
beats Brown, and they're just the edge rushers, the guys inside, you know, whether it's the back end guys coming down and adding to the run game, hitting people, Von Bell, Hilton, like they're just a really complete defense, and they, they can play different coverages. They, they drop back and rush, rush three. Mahomes got frustrated. They had two guys downfield in the same play, blocking downfield. Like they just, they're really well rounded. And the offensive line was the piece that was missing, and now they got it. Because like now it doesn't feel like that's a liability. It actually feels like it's a strength. They barely hit Joe Burrow yesterday. I I I do love what I'm seeing in Cincinnati, and you know Buffalo and Kansas City are still it as well. You had to put your marker on one of them for the last five weeks. What do you who, who do you put your marker on, Chris? My Super Bowl pick to start the season was Buffalo, and I'll stick with them. I mean, I really, I mean, I just think they have they have more offensively. Um, even though there's a thin line between you know having a dynamic offense there in Buffalo and not, you know, Diggs just makes such a big difference, and you know I, I think that defense is so is so dominant when everybody's healthy. Um, I feel like the cream's going to rise to the top there, and the cream's rising to the top this weekend, right? Like the three guys in the AFC that everybody was talking about before the season, you know, Burrow, Mahomes, um, Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Bills woke up in fifth place. They they wake up today in first place. You know, uh, Mahomes is going to be just fine, right? Um, and and Burrow's now, you know, in the conversation for the MVP. So, like, the cream is rising to the top of some of these quarterbacks and, and the teams that they quarterback, and I think that's going to be the case with the Bills. Josh had a real slump, and he's just hopefully coming out of it in the middle of the season. I, I like uh, Buffalo to finish strong. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show, Greenlight Podcast host, two-time Super Bowl champion, right here in his usual Monday spot. Describe for me what you think the flight home for the Colts was like last night from Dallas. Man, t- tough. Like, I don't know. Sometimes after you lose in the NFL, like, there's some losses where you shouldn't even smile on the plane. You know, like, guys guys will move. We move on differently, right? We actually got our asses kicked on the field, so we don't have to mope. We we have a choice. We have a week. We have a week before the next game. So, like a lot of times, guys will be watching a movie or kind of talking on the way home and that sort of thing, and trying to get their mind off the loss. But that's not one that I think anybody on that plane ride is is uh, taken lightly. And um, you know, to give up that many points in the fourth quarter, it it was just like an avalanche, man. And you can make it about the Colts. I, I don't know. I, did anybody believe they were going to get back in this thing? I mean, they still could get back in this thing. Um, they're kind of where they started. They're they're a team that should be better than they are, and and they found a way to lose some games. I mean, they found a way to lose the Pittsburgh game last week. They got their butts kicked in the fourth quarter. They actually ended up in victory formation. So I think it's way more about the Cowboys and like that defense, the, them them forcing turnovers. C.D. Lamb, his play, getting Pollard, like. Everything's coming together for them to where whether or not you think this is going to be a big deal. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to visit. Um, yeah, it's like this team's really rounding into form. If it weren't the fact that I just don't trust the Cowboys, I would think they're, you know, they're scary, scary. Well, uh, the Eagles and the Eagles just punked the the Titans, though, Chris. I mean, the, the Titans, as you know, the tighten up mentality is real, uh, not just from their coach, yeah. but from their running back and everything else. Uh, the Eagles just just absolutely blew them away. They they eviscerated the Titans. It wasn't even close that game. P. 
period. So I thought the I thought the Eagles, Rich, had their most impressive win yesterday. And like I know people would say, well, they had a million penalties. I think they had eight offensive penalties in the in the first half. They had two touchdown drives where they overcame more than two penalties in the first half. I think they had another one in the second half. Um, and Josh Sweat jumped off sides. That led to points for Tennessee. And that's all in the first half. So they were sloppy as hell, right? Um, and they still ran these guys out of the gym. So, like, you know, you want to see a team win clean and that sort of thing. But the fact that they, they came out sloppy, they beat a really good football team that doesn't get blown out often unless you're talking about, like, playing the Bills earlier this season. They find a way to stay in every game. They they met you know, they get Jordan Davis back so they can run their odd front and they really stood up against the run against Derrick Henry in the run game a lot a lot of the same way they did, did against Jonathan Taylor because this team defensively if I have one complaint they haven't stopped the run at times like Damian Pierce got after them the Green Bay had them leaky the fact that they were able to 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 meet that challenge yesterday and the D line hit hit Tannehill nine times. Mm. I mean, they were dominant up front. They're just a scary team. This was the this was the Sunday where I was like, okay, the Eagles are absolutely the best team in the league right now. And um, and AJ Brown is. I mean, it should be like a cheat code. The, the Mike Vrabel and Tennessee they should be like persona non grata for the rest of the league because AJ Brown shouldn't be there. He should not be there. He had more receptions, more yards than than, uh, than any you know the, all the Titans wide receivers. Jalen Hurts and him outside the numbers, man. Jalen Hurts is a deep ball thrower outside the numbers. It's just gorgeous the balls that he's putting on AJ, on AJ Brown, and AJ Brown's good enough to make him look as good as he is. So I just love I love watching this team play right now. Who's on your pod this week? What do you got for me on the Green Light Pod? We have the esteemed Ryan Rosillo tomorrow. Okay, um, and uh, and. Flying by the seat of our pants, Rich. Okay. You know, we yeah. might have a player on there tomorrow morning. I don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm always available. You know, I did a couple of weeks ago, but I'm I'm happy to come on whenever you want, Chris. Always. Good man, dude. And right. then I know that offer extends to Will Compton and busting with the boys. They, 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 are, they uh, keep on. If I didn't have to go to Nashville, I live out in Los Angeles. I've got this job five days a week. I got Sunday uh, game day morning. It's yeah. it's very tough. It's very tough for me to get. They're if they run brought out of pictures. You know, by the way, it's great. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying what uh, what what you know. They're the boys are putting up uh, every single day. But it's you know. But I'm I'm there. I'm there for you. Absolutely, I'm there for you. You're the man. Right back at you. Thanks for today, as always, Chris. I appreciate it, Chris Long. Everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mercedes Benz uh, phone line brought to you by the Mercedes Benz Sprinter Van. You're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail with each and every Mercedes Benz Sprinter Van. It's designed and built and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions. Because when you own a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you can live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they will take you. With 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, and now available in an all-wheel drive. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. The college football playoff quartet is set. And I have a message for the Indianapolis Colts. Two words. Hands off! (laughs) Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. 
companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Deion Sanders is the new coach of Colorado football and look out to the rest of the Pac-12 and everyone else. Look out. He is the perfect man for the times we are living in in college football. Name, image, and likeness where kids can get paid for their name, image, and likeness and the numbers go up because their program is either good or has a lot of sizzle to it. Check that box. Transfer portal where you can basically say, I'm leaving, I'd like to go somewhere else where the coach is somebody named, wait for it, Deion Sanders. And Dion also tells the kids straight to their face what's what. This video has gone viral. This was him being introduced to the 1 and 11 Colorado Buffaloes who are still around. This was Dion last night. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. It ain't gonna be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get here, it's gonna be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in the portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Because we bring kids that are smart, say that, smart, smart, tough, tough fast, fast, discipline, discipline, with character. Okay. One more time. Smart, smart, smart tough, tough, fast, fast, discipline, discipline with character. With character, indeed. So, hey, Auburn, enjoy Hugh Freeze. Good job. Good job. With all due respect to Mr. Freeze. Respectfully. Let me just say this. Could you imagine if Deion Sanders went into a living room of a family in Alabama and said, don't go to Alabama, come to Auburn. And if you say it was a running back, he needed a little help and he has Bo Jackson make a call. Could you imagine? That's the stuff, but that's the difference of this day and age. You need the coach to be able to pull that sort of stuff off. He can do it. If I had to interpret 
because I've known Dion for a long time, and he said that he's bringing his baggage with him, and it's l- named Louis. I think it's or Vuitton. I think that's yes. what he means, right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's only the best type of luggage that's coming with him. Right. Yeah. Right. Including his son, who I can't wait to see play quarterback in the Pac-12. Here's your quarterback. Hey, Colorado. Well done. Well done. Everyone says it's a risk. What risk are we talking about here? They're one eleven. Well, here's the risk. Okay, here's the risk. If I had to call it, is Getting that good? Who, That's no, the no, risk. no, no. Here's the deal. No, 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 no. Not that. It's just what happens when his son isn't there to play quarterback for him. You know, you're going to get the next one and the next one and the next one. I think so. People might sit there and say the risk that it's about Dion and not anything else. But guess what? That's the prime time persona. Okay, this guy is. Smart, he is savvy, he knows how to play things up, how to play things down. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the game, and he knows how to coach, I would say. Well done, Colorado. You got a new fan in me, that's for sure. So we can forget about 1994 then? It's wiped out of your memory. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing will ever take that away, brother. Nothing, sir. Nothing. You know, I watched that game on pay-per-view. Back you know, in 94. I watched that game at ESPN because my my uh, college fraternity brother Phil Green, who was a college, uh, who was a uh, a producer there, um, he had me come in early, a day earlier than the informational meeting I had set up with Keith Olbermann when I was trying to get a job in TV. And I remember being there so excited. It's a dream to be standing around Bristol, Connecticut, and there I am, and I want to turn every television set off. <laughs> Good job to the college football playoff committee, by the way. Yeah. I think they got it right. Same. I think Georgia is absolutely number one. Yeah. I think, obviously, Michigan is number two because Michigan beats Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. wasn't easy. But uh, Michigan moves on. Most wins Michigan's ever had. 13 in a regular season. So those are your two undefeateds. I think TCU deserved to be in. They lose in overtime. How good is that Max Duggan? How good is he? Tough, tough Okay, player. tough, tough. Perfect yeah. word for him, tough obviously. Um, and TCU loses in overtime to a, a top 10 opponent in their conference championship game. They shouldn't be penalized for playing a conference championship game, and let alone losing it in overtime. And Ohio State backs in, but you know what? They are better than USC. I will tell you that. I mean, USC couldn't tackle couldn't Utah tackle on Friday night. It was one of the worst displays of tackling I've seen in a conference championship game ever. Uh, Caleb Williams, before he got hurt, put Utah on notice, but Utah had a heck of a game. You can't put a two, you know, and I understand USC shouldn't be penalized for playing in its conference championship game, but they lost for a second time. And even if you just throw that out saying, let's not penalize them, Ohio State's better. And I know Nick Saban came on during the halftime of the Big Ten championship game, and he's like, we would be favored against most. You can't say, you know, you get in because, what, the – Danny Sheridan's of the world. I know I'm dating myself. Danny Sheridan. I don't know. You know, USA Today. <laughs> that's back when I could, you know, pay attention to that sort of thing. It might even, you know, you know they're, sample. Official, they're official partners of the league now. Uh, there's three of them. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get it. Okay. But still, uh, just saying. There, there are rules set up just, I'm just saying. especially for us. You know, you know the names of them. Hey, look. You can't sit here and say, well, the, the gambling community thinks we're better and we have more five-star recruits. That's not what it's about. It's about the wins and the losses. And Ohio State gets in, and I think absolutely Ohio State should have to earn a rematch with Michigan by beating Georgia if Michigan is fortunate enough to advance against TCU. They shouldn't just get it. 
hey, you back in, you get another shot at your rivals one more time when you, after you lost by 22 at home. Your last loss is by lo- losing by 22 at home. This, this team's last loss is in overtime in a conference championship game. I think they got it right. I think they got the four right, and I think they got the seeding right. Now let's play. Totally agree. Let's play. And and uh, and uh, hey, Indianapolis Colts. I know you're looking for a new coach potentially, but uh, hands off, uh, Captain. Come back for a bit, okay? Jim Harbaugh, who said last year he would never entertain it again. This won't be an annual reoccurrence. Already said that he's coming back to coach the Wolverines in 2023. That's what he said just last night. Which that and a bus ticket might get you on a bus. I get it. But right now, man. It's all good in the Wolverines hood. All good. Absolutely. And we'll 80, talk 80 million Ursa dollars? That's great. Good, good for him. Okay. And he might take it. But right now, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Bruce Feldman's going to be joining us in hour number three to talk about exactly that. The college football playoff committee, Dion, and the transfer portal, and so much more. That's coming up.